You're listening to Second Breaks, a show where we explore midlife transitions and how we can thrive despite, through, and because of them. I'm Lou Blazer, your host and the publisher of Midlife Cues, a weekly newsletter about intentional living and personal growth in midlife. Check it out and subscribe at midlifecues.com. That's midlife, C-U-E-S, one word, dot com. There is a new loaded word out there, retirement. Some people hear the word and they think they cannot wait to retire. Some people want to retire, but they don't think that they're going to be able to. A growing number of people say they don't ever want to retire, at least not in the conventional sense of the word. We hear stories of people who have done the full retirement transition only to make a U-turn, hence the birth of the word unretirement. Oh, and uh, let's not forget the contingent of folks out there who literally get annoyed when you ask them if they're ready to retire or if they're thinking about retirement yet. Retirement is the new triggering word. The reality is how we are going to retire in the 21st century is going to be different from how our parents experienced their retirement. It's even going to be different from how we might have, once upon a time, imagined ourselves retiring. And while the loudest messages out there about retirement are all about, you know, financial security, investment strategies, and growing the nest egg, the truth is there is so much more to consider than just dollars and cents. So the question is, what now? What is our new relationship with the word? How do we think about retirement? Or, as others are saying, should we just retire the word retirement altogether? This entire month of July, we're going to cover modern retirement in the 21st century here on Second Breaks. So in this series, we're going to be reframing the word while looking at why it's crucial that we redefine retirement. I'm going to be sharing my painful retirement story because I think it's a bit of a cautionary tale with lots of lessons (laughs) to be learned. Uh, We're also going to talk about the skills that we need to quote-unquote retire, whatever that word may mean for you in the 21st century. Lastly, we're going to talk about a framework. We need a framework, my friend, so that we can consider all the things that need to be considered. So who is this series for? To be honest, the person I had in mind when I planned for this series is a midlifer who is employed in corporate America, not retired, somewhere in their late 40s to late 50s. But really, anybody who's employed or who's thinking about what retirement could mean for them, no matter your age, I think will benefit from these episodes. Okie dokie. So today, in this episode... We're going to talk about why it's important to redefine and reframe retirement. First, though, let's do a very quick definition and history lesson so we're all on the same page about what I mean when I say conventional retirement. 
before we can redefine retirement. Let's first level set on definitions and uh, take a look at its origins. When we talk about conventional retirement, we're usually referring to the traditional idea of leaving the workforce and entering a period of leisure and relaxation. Usually, this is thought of to happen sometime in our mid-60s after we've worked full-time for years and years and years. During conventional retirement, people are expected to rely on retirement savings, pensions, or government-provided benefits like Social Security to cover living expenses. Retirement is thought of as a time of personal freedom to pursue interests, spend quality time with loved ones, and perhaps engage in hobbies that they may not have had time to engage with in the past when they were busy working. Retirement has come a long way throughout history, but there was a time when there was no such thing. There was a time when people simply worked until they couldn't anymore. Things started to change with the Industrial Revolution in the late 18th century. If you remember your history lessons, the Industrial Revolution essentially changed the way we worked. The, it changed our relationship with work. It created this separation between you know, living our lives and working. So anyway, work started to change. A few years later, pensions were introduced to give some kind of financial support to disabled and elderly workers. And this was a significant step forward for social welfare because before then, there was no financial support provided to people who were not able to work. So uh, the introduction of pensions uh, allowed them to be able to live a dignified life, even though they're not able to, quote-unquote, earn a living. Governments later implemented social security programs to better support the elderly, and employers also began offering pension plans and retirement benefits to their employees. Now, this idea of retirement being associated with leisure and relaxation gained traction when financial institutions, in order to sell their financial products and services, started heavily marketing the image of retired individuals on vacation, traveling, golfing, and basically living a life of leisure. Now, that imagery promoted by financial institutions struck a massive chord with people. And um, soon, they began envisioning their golden years as a time for hobbies, for traveling, for being on perpetual fun vacation and spending time with their family. It became the goal, right? After years and years of toiling and working, this idea of retirement, of fun and relaxation became the goal. It became an integral part of the American dream. Now, most of us who are currently in midlife likely saw our parents' retirement as very similar to that traditional concept of retirement. Here's a not-so-bold prediction. Our retirement is not going to be anything like that, either by choice or by necessity. Nor is there going to be 
one universal idea of what retirement is or isn't, or one universal idea of what an ideal retirement even is. We live in a time when retirement, the idea of retirement is not one size fits all. It has many possibilities. It has many variations. As a result, there isn't one single definition of retirement anymore. And people's attitudes about it are all over the place. For example, have you heard of financial independence, retire early, or FIRE for short? It's this buzzy movement that gained popularity in the mid-21st century. Uh, it attracted followers in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. People who reject this idea of spending the bulk of their adult life solely focused on working and earning income, and then basically waiting until their golden years for the so-called reward of retirement. They propose living frugally, saving intensely, and retiring in the prime of life. So for followers of FIRE, retiring young is the goal. On the other hand, we have the boomers who, after retiring with well-planned pensions and 401ks, are choosing to unretire after a few years. Some of them are concerned that their savings won't last the entirety of their retirement, while others realize that, you know, leisure activities alone don't provide a fulfilling life. Then there are the Gen Xers like myself who say we will never retire. Many of us in this generation say that we may never be able to retire for financial reasons, but many of us are also saying that we don't want to. It doesn't mean that we won't ever leave our corporate jobs. We might want to do that. We might just do that. But sailing off into a sunset of rest and relaxation isn't our end goal. There's so much more to life than that. There's so much more we want to achieve personally and professionally. And so for a growing number of people, slogans like never retire resonate deeply. The traditional idea of retirement is obviously going through a massive reinvention. But at the root of it all, the imperative for redefining retirement stems from one thing, increased longevity. We are living longer than ever before, and traditional retirement systems designed for shorter lifespans just don't cut it anymore, right? To put things into perspective, Let's consider the Social Security Act of 1935. Back then, the average life expectancy for Americans was just 58 years. The retirement age for federal employees was set at 65, implying that Social Security was intended to support retirees for an average of around seven years. Today, life expectancy in the U.S. is 73 for men and 79 for women. And the U.S. only ranks 43rd globally in terms of longevity. Other countries have even longer or higher life expectancy. For instance, the U.K. has an average life expectancy of 83, Canada stands at 84, and Australia at 85. So the conventional definition of retirement, leaving the workforce, 
and transitioning to a life of leisure and relaxation is clearly no longer fit for purpose. First, for financial reasons, it's increasingly challenging to accumulate enough savings to support ourselves for such extended periods of time. And second, for existential reasons, leading a life solely focused on leisure and relaxation cannot fulfill our innate human need for purpose and meaning. Unfortunately, for those employed in the corporate world, and I'm particularly talking about corporate America here, there is an ugly reality that we must accept. And that ugly truth is called ageism. Ageism refers to the discrimination against individuals based on their age, the belief that younger workers are more innovative and adaptable. If you combine that with the always-present corporate focus on cost-cutting, a desire for a younger workforce, and tremendous advancements in technology that can replace human workers, and we have a perfect storm, basically. We have an environment where older workers face increasing pressure to retire. And this can look like many different ways, like early retirement packages, downsizing initiatives, reorganizations, or simply just creating an uncomfortable work environment. So even though we may not want to retire, we may be pushed to do so. Forced retirement has serious consequences. It deprives older workers of the opportunity to use and apply their valuable skills and disrupts their financial security. Forced retirement creates significant challenges for their future well-being. I think it's clear that the traditional notions of retirement no longer meets our current needs and circumstances. Clearly, this is not our parents' retirement. At the same time, simply proclaiming we will never retire may not be a practical solution either. The unfortunate reality of ageism in the workplace, corporate practices, and unrelenting advancement of technology can force individuals into retirement even if they aren't prepared or willing to leave their careers behind. So what we truly need is a fresh perspective on retirement. We need to reframe the word and redefine it to accommodate the diverse needs, paths, and possibilities that exist today. We need to define the skills required to transition smoothly into this next stage of life. And we need a framework that caters to the unique challenges and opportunities of retirement in the 21st century. These are the very topics that we're going to cover in the following episodes of this series. By embracing a new outlook, we can create a retirement experience that is tailored to our individual circumstances and aspirations. We must actively shape the narrative around retirement, highlighting the importance of continuous personal and professional growth, financial security, and overall well-being. If you're still with me, my friends, thank you so much. As I said up top, 
this entire month of July will be devoted to the topic of retirement in the 21st century. While we're on the series, we're going to be on a weekly cadence. So I'll be back next week with my personal story, my own painful story of retirement, which was unplanned. And uh, it sort of caught me flat-footed. I'm sharing it because I think it's a kind of a cautionary tale. And there are lessons to be learned from my story. And, you know, to be honest, my experiences are my main drivers. They drive my desire to talk about retirement and help fellow midlifers navigate this major transition. So I hope you'll join me next week. So if you haven't yet, now is a perfect time to hit that follow or subscribe button so you don't miss the rest of the series. Okie dokie, I'll chat with you next week. Until then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans.